Hi, my name's Ramin Hartman with Indigo Studio. Today, we're going to talk about success. What are the success factors? How do you climb that corporate ladder? How do you enter? What are the traits? Where do you start? These are questions that we want to put to those who have been successful in corporate. Charles Johnson, he's a global entrepreneur. Tyrone Schrudemeyer is Vice President of Global Diversity and Inclusion and Equity for Hyatt Corporations. Connie Lindsay, she is the Executive Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility for Northern Trust. They have different stories, but they see a lot the same way. The success factor. It's our conversation for today. To Indigo Studio. I'm Hermine Hartman, and we have got three wonderful people with us today. They are all business, just successful beyond measure, from global economy to business strategy, and we're going to talk about the success factor. So please meet Charles Johnson. He is a global entrepreneur, a mastermind of business strategy, working with folk like Magic Johnson, Common, and Chris Gardner. And then we have Mr. Tyrone Schrudemeyer, who is Hyatt Corporation Vice President of Global Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And Connie Lindsay, my dear friend, is Executive Vice President, and she is Head of Corporate Social Responsibility at Northern Trust. Connie, let me say congratulations to you on being the recipient of the Humanitarian Award at the Urban League for 2021. You are so, so deserving of that. So much Charles, let me start with you as a global entrepreneur. What is a mastermind of business strategy? What does it take to move up that corporate ladder? What do you do? What do you look for? How do you do it? Because you live in that business world. You live in global entrepreneurship, not looking at one thing, but just looking at a whole vast of things. Tell us about business strategy. Well, well, the first thing I want to say is uh, thank you for the opportunity. And then when we start talking about business strategy, you know, like what is success and what is success uh, factors? And you have to look at everything that goes into the blender. Mm -hmm. Success factor is knowledge, it's uh, ability, it's uh, skill, it's talent, it's attitude. All of those factors really go into the aspect of what I consider creating a tremendous amount of, uh, of value and leverage. Those are the two things that, uh, in my opinion, value and leverage, that actually creates the opportunity for, for, for success. When you look at any business deal, whether it's uh, small or large, um, or any relationship, the two dynamics that the most successful person has in that relationship is the person who brings the most tangible value to the relationship and has the most leverage. Relationships are relationships, aren't they? I always tell people relationship is the most critical uh, element in any business deal. So let's look at your at your career personally. You sure. started with Luster, which <laughs> is a hair cosmetic firm. Right. <laughs> and you had a lucky break with a company that really changed your life. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah. I went to a historically black college first off, and I knew uh, right off that I wanted to come back and give my talents initially to an African-American-owned company. And I remember you know, graduating that year way, way back and looking at uh, BE's top 50 companies. And I sent resumes to all of them. And ironically, all of the hair care or personal hair care companies at the time, that was a huge industry. And that was before the consolidation mm -hmm. of the African-American hair care market. 
And uh, Luster Products was one of those companies that interviewed me. And uh, I fell in love with the culture of the company immediately. And I have to really thank the Luster family and Jory Luster for giving me the opportunity that I had. And coming fresh out of college with a major in marketing and economics, I remember interviewing, uh, he extended the opportunity to me and I started out in what we call almost like a a sales role. Mm -hmm. And then it morphed into a business role um, in the marketing department. And I quickly ascended to group product manager, managing uh, two very popular brands at the time, which was Pink Oil Moisturizer and Escrow. And uh, I had the opportunity at that time really to learn the business from concept to completion, from developing product to pricing it, to understanding distribution, to understanding sort of the budget and the mechanics of creating the product, but also getting it to retail and then helping consumers make the decision to go into the store to buy it. So Tyrone, now you are vice president, global diversity, equity, and inclusion, and you look at the world. Look at the world. You don't look at a hotel, you don't look at a region, you don't look at a space. The entire world is really your, your entree. Tell me about that and how you look at inclusion and diversity. So let me just start off with the formula for me, Hermine, is that God is first. Mm-hmm. Family is a priority. Mm-hmm. Education is a requirement. Mm. And having the love of Christ, having a loving family, and having, although I didn't graduate college, but I grew up in the school of hard knocks. And so I learned the hard way. And I learned you come to work early, you stay late, mm-hmm. you stay till you get the job done. Mm-hmm. No, it's not an answer. It's, it's, it's not a response. Right. I I grew my success because I did projects that nobody else wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And when I moved into diversity space, people didn't want it. It was taboo. And many of my mentors and sponsors like, don't go there. You don't want to do that. Right. Connie was one of my sponsors. Go for it, brother. You you got this. Mm -hmm. Right. So I entered into a space in a time where it was the workforce needed to be disruptive because the representation Mm -hmm. was poor of women and people of color, particularly African-Americans. And joining Hyatt, as was a Hyatt, Hyatt is a purpose-driven organization. Its purpose is to care for people to be their best. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is a manifestation of our purpose. Hmm. We are in the business of getting people into our hotel, creating experiences. The only way we can do that is by understanding culture. People's backgrounds, their experiences, and what they want to experience through, through the eyes of Hyatt. So when people are coming to our hotel, they're not coming to our hotel. They're inviting us into their lives. Ah, to have an experience. To have an experience. That's and cute. so diversity is the what. Inclusion is the how. And equity is the goal. So wow. my goal is globally is to make sure that we have appropriate representation from the top to the bottom and the middle of the organization. Throughout the world. Throughout the world. So one of our goals is a double representation of women around the globe and double representation of women and people of color within the United States. In order to do that, 80% of our state of candidates have to be women and people of color, and 50% has to be black. Because when there's only one candidate of color, he or she may not get the job. And only 15% of white Americans have identified that they have blacks in their networks. So that means 70% don't. 80% of jobs are filled with internal referrals. So when white folks say they cannot find black folks, they can't because it's not in their network. <laughs> so I believe that it's, you know, the, the murder and death of George Floyd has put us in a predicament to disrupt the workforce to look at equity. Mm-hmm. And to be able to now have the data to support that Charles talked about in his conversation, data is king here, right? We now can make some decisions differently and really understand the needs of the workforce based upon the available labor market globally and how you grow from there. Corporations who build and buy talent simultaneously will win at the end of the day. And that's my goal is to win it today with Hyatt. Mm. 
Connie Lindsay, let me say congratulations to you for being the winner of the humanitarian, being honored for the humanitarian award at the Urban League this year. You're so deserving of that. Tell me about how you got into the banking profession. Northern Trust, one of the largest banks in the world. Tell me how you got there. Well, first of all, my career, um, starting out, I, I started majoring in engineering in college. So that was my, my major. Math and science were things that interested me, along with music, but music has a mathematical component to it. So mm. all of those things coming together and using the left side and the right side of the brain. First in my family to earn a college degree, mm -hmm. and that degree was in finance ultimately. And I started actually in telecommunications, working in the finance department, and then moved to Northern Trust many years ago. Mm -hmm. And thinking about it from the broader context, not just of banking, we're a global financial services company, over 20,000 employees, trillion dollars in assets under management. We serve institutions and, and individual clients. And so for me, it wasn't necessarily going into banking. It was a couple things. One was a love of numbers and the way mm -hmm. that numbers, and, and Charles talked about strategy and what can numbers tell us strategically so that it can inform the business as it makes decisions. Mm -hmm. How do we allocate resources, those capital investments that need to be made, as well as investments in people? And then the second part of that, Hermine, was around leadership. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've always thought was so important that as leaders, as business people, as professionals, the core of all of it is get our work done through people. Mm -hmm. And while today technology certainly runs everything, if we think about artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and the way that we mm -hmm. communicate with one another, mm -hmm. social media, but it is done through human beings mm -hmm. and our relationships with one another and how mm -hmm. we care for one another. Mm -hmm. Tyrone talked about the underpinnings and what drives him, his faith. And you heard me say last Saturday that my faith informs and conditions my relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. And so as a leader, it is critically important for them to know that certainly I can pay to buy your hands, as someone said, but I can't buy your heart. And when you get head, hands, and heart connected, that's when the magic happens. Mm -hmm. I have the blessing today in the work that I've been able to do. I call it connecting my soul with my role. But I also know that it gets done through the connections and the relationships that we make the clarity that we can provide for the people we lead and the responsibility that we have to do it in a way that is ethically and morally conducting ourselves in, in, with good behavior. And on that note, we'll be right back. Please stay with us as we talk about success factors. To be positioned for the future, Companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Here's to those who refuse to accept they're only human. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, proud server of the most advanced machine on earth. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. For all the journeys ahead, go with a partner who's been there from the beginning 
Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities well into the future. Enroll at bcbsil.com. Charles, let's talk about leadership. How do you see leadership? How do you find I me? Mean, we're in a world that is changing as soon as you learn Facebook, there's Twitter. As soon as you get Twitter, there's TikTok. TikTok. And it just goes Instagram on. Instagram, all, all of it. All of it. And right. all of it. Okay. So yeah. tell me about leadership. How do you see how do you see leadership today? I see leadership rooted in in two places. Integrity mm-hmm. and intention. Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. Where's your heart in the matter? Mm-hmm. Um, what problem are you looking to solve through effective leadership? What motivates you? You know, so when I look at leadership, I look at it, you know, through those uh, through those lenses. Mm-hmm. And I always say, is what you're doing for someone else or is what you're doing for yourself? Mm-hmm. Is what you're doing going to matter 100 years from now? Is what you're doing going to preserve humanity? So it's all about intention. And it's all about integrity when it comes to leadership. And I think that the most folks who are, who are successful and the organizations that are successful are rooted in good intention, mm-hmm. impeccable leadership mm-hmm. that's uh, rooted in uh, the, with the right cause. Mm-hmm. And that cause has to be something uh, more than maximizing return to the shareholder. Mm-hmm. It has to be something, you know, more than money. If you're in crisis mode and you're just concerned about what happens a minute from now, and you're making decisions that are not going to have long-term sustainable mm-hmm. impact, then in my opinion, and you're operating from a place that's very short-sighted vision, and, and probably not going to be something that preserves humanity and makes the world a better place. So Tyrone, in, in your role, hiring, connecting, vendors, important to you as part of what you do. How do you determine who to hire for a job And how do you determine what vendor might come in that you give an opportunity to to work or to to serve the Hyatt community? So from an employer perspective, we have individuals who have gone from doorman to general manager. So it's from housekeeping to general manager. Within promotions. Within promotions, right? Mm -hmm. It's great succession planning through organizations. You don't have to have a high school diploma or a degree to work at Hyatt. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's a bad, that that you don't have to. I think it's a great education is a requirement. Mm -hmm. But in our environment, we have individuals who are general managers who have have had a GED, right? We can train you on the hard skills. It's the soft ones we can't train you on. Mm -hmm. It's interacting with others. To to Charles' point, how do you care for others? How do you meet people to where they are? How do you meet guests from all around the world to be able to make sure they feel like they're they're comfortable Mm -hmm. and you're confident enough to meet and deliver their needs? As humans, we hear but leaders listen. When you want to get a job done and you tell people to, to do the work, you get workers. When you say solve a problem, you get leaders. Mm-hmm. And so we have leaders in our organizations who have the skills, right? The will, how do we help them build the skill to be successful leaders to make sure that we're taking care of our colleagues and our guests? Hmm. Now, Connie, you, you have been, and you, Tyra, all of you really, have not only done your job at work, but also great volunteers. You were the head of the Girl Scouts of America. Talk about how important that component of your leadership is. My own view of leadership has to do with the intellectual curiosity that we have, Mm -hmm. the questions that we're asking about others and the world around us. Mm -hmm. And so civic engagement, 
volunteering mm -hmm. is critical to that. Mm -hmm. As a human being occupying space on the earth, I feel that it is important for me to be a part of the solutions. And my time as national president of Girl Scouts of the USA, Hermine, really was born out of my experience as a Girl Scout growing up in Milwaukee. When I joined Girl Scouts in my church, that's where our troop was, in the basement of our church, you know, I grew up in a low-income community, and my troop leader said something, I often say she wrote it on the tablet of my heart. She said, Connie, you matter. You are not what is the matter. And so I often say to young girls, you matter. And that is so important for us to know that. And so civic engagement. We look at all of the issues that seem intractable that we face today right here in Chicago. We can be a part of the solution or we can be on the sidelines grousing and complaining about it. So as a civic leader, being involved in things like Leadership Greater Chicago, volunteering in that, I chair the board of McCormick Theological Seminary. So tying all of those things together on the board of the YMCA, what are the issues that I care about? The economic empowerment of women and girls, education, access to education for all. I can tie that back to my corporate career and the work that I do, one, they also help fund some of the things that I care about. Tyrone, you've served on the board at Black Ensemble Theater, mm -hmm. and you've made a difference there. Talk about that. I've made that. a huge difference. I'm not chairman of the board mm -hmm. of Black Ensemble Theater, and when we built the theater, we were able to raise $18 million to build it. Mm -hmm. And we're now looking at phase two of it. So we're talking about free to be. In every corner on Sunnyside and Clark, there will be a, a cafe with coffee with Jackie. There's a children's theater. There is a free to be centered where you can come with either artists, a musician, and have space. And then we're looking at housing above that. So the Black Ensemble mission is to eradicate racism. That's why I chose to work with them because it aligns with my data, my, my work every day mm -hmm. is to eradicate racism, mm -hmm. to create equitable opportunities for all people from all backgrounds. So we've gone from a theater to a community. Community. But, but, but you got to go backwards. I started off in music. I was a background singer for Aretha Franklin and Anita Baker. So I came out the womb singing. That was your, that was your love. That, that was, was my really love. your heart. Music has always been my love and heart. And the church has been my love and heart. Singing in church. I was a James Cleveland singer. I was a bishop, the bishop's group. Bishop Arthur and Brazier had a, a group of four of us that sang the bishop's group. So music, music has been at my, at my core. And I believe if we're going to change society, it's going to be through arts and entertainment and music. So you have worked with a church in Chicago. Yes, I In did. helping them expand and build new church, new facility. Yep. So when we come back, I want to I want you to kind of expand on that because what I'm hearing from all of you, yep. we're spiritual people and yep. it's important that we not only get these positions and move up successfully, but that we bring it back home. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Be right back. Right. Continue our conversation. Stay with us. To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Technology is meant to make our lives better, especially when it makes them easier, happier, and healthier. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com.
That's the sound of the Calm Ed Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy efficient products. So you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. From preventive cancer screenings and diabetes care to hypertension and behavioral health management, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. Charles, you took your business skills and your business strategies and acumen, and you worked with the local church here in Chicago to yes, help them in their growth and development. Tell me about that. It was uh, back about 2010, 2011. Pastor Hannah. Pastor John Hannah, mm-hmm. uh, New Life Covenant Church, uh, Southeast, located on the south side here in Chicago. And at the time, I was working for uh, Magic Johnson Enterprises, uh, running a company for Mr. Johnson. I visited the church. I joined on that first day. And uh, after uh, meeting Pastor Hannah, he said, you know, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and I told him what I did. And he says, leave your job and come help me do this. So uh, after some thought, long story short, my friends thought I was crazy. I went to Mr. Johnson and I said, hey, I'm going to uh, leave corporate and I'm going to take a small sabbatical and go back to Chicago and do something in my community. And what got me, um, Harmeen, was that Astana showed me a a place on the south side that was top three in every crime statistic there was. And he said, I want this area to look like the north side of the city. And I said, "Okay, what does that mean? He said, I want to build this area up. I want to develop it. I want to I want to create housing. I want to create all this thing. He had a big vision. And I said, OK, you know, let's take a shot at it. And I, I saw it as an opportunity to make history. I told Mr. Johnson I resigned. He thought I was crazy. All of my friends thought I was crazy. I thought what was a three year sabbatical from corporate, it turned into seven. And what we did was we took a, a community and, and invested right about 50 million over seven years. Uh, we built a state of the art facility, a performing arts center, 85,000 square feet, 3,800 seats. We opened up a, uh, a charter school uh, mm-hmm. together, That's AIM, right. which is called Art in Motion, which is another sort of philanthropic give back of mine that I founded along with Pastor Hannah and actor, rapper Common here from Chicago. And, and now we have 300, 400 kids enrolled in our school and most recently purchased a building on the south side of Chicago and putting another $30 million into renovation of that facility. And two years from now, we'll have 900 you know, kids in a performing arts school. So, you know, when we start talking about sort of, you know, the success factors, it's uh, creating opportunity for the next generation doing things that matter. But listen to what we're saying. Listen to the conversation. Spiritual church predominant. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Volunteering predominant. I thought we were going to talk about what to wear for that job interview and graduate from college and take this course and take that course. But it's so much deeper than that. So listen to the volunteer work, music, key, a very important factor for all of you all, not for me. I'm a listener and a marketer. I can feel, I tell, I tell entertainers, I told Aretha this once, I said, I can't sing, but I feel seats. And she says, you're a very <laughs> you're important person. You're very important. I know she did. I, I you know feel she important did. to me. Exactly. We're talking about how we build those opportunities right. and how we build people. If you look at any fundamental core values of any corporation, especially now, it's about purpose. It's about care. 
mm-hmm. right? And that's what the church does, mm-hmm. right? And so when we look at blacks who are successful, all of them will trace their roots back to church. You know what I mean? We, we have a program at Hyatt called Rise High. We're looking to at youth between ages 16 and 24 who didn't grad, graduate college, high school, or didn't go on to college, right? And we've put together a gaming tool for them to use to be able to assess their skills. They're acing it out the park. They're knocking the ball out the ballpark based upon this gaming, this online tool. We can assess their skills and competencies and meet them where they are. And these kids, you, you give a, a kid, listen, this generation came out the womb with, with, with cell phones. They did. Right. They don't and have so, any instructions. And, and you have three-year-old babies who are able to navigate through your cell phone right, that you yep. can't even do. Yep. Those are transferable skills that I don't think that our blacks, there's a white paper written by Harvard University it's called Leadership in Our Myths. And it talks about how blacks create the skills in working in churches and communities that are transferable in corporate America, but we Absolutely. don't know how to identify them. Absolutely. For example, most cultures, white folks are probably more clock-oriented than we are. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 36 a minute. We're event-driven. What time does the party start? When I get there? What time the party is over? When I leave? I think that there's a way to, to integrate that in terms of leadership overall. How do the three of us? Yep. Because if yes. we're honest, we have a foot in both worlds. None of us are yep. totally in one aspect. In order to increase wealth, build a legacy for ourselves, we have to pull all of that together. So I don't want any of our young people listening, Hermine, believing that you have to be one-dimensional. We're multi-dimensional. Mm-hmm. We, we can do all that. We're bilingual if you think about the ways that we navigate our communities. And, and so that's an important aspect. What you're doing, that concept, we have to do it now for this generation. Mm-hmm. We're legacy building now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're on the other side, right? We're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do we make space mm-hmm. for the next generation where so they're successful. And bring them along. And bring them along. And listen to them. They have the solutions. So yes. many young women that I mentor, sponsor, and Coach say, you know, I need to hear the real story yep. that, I, that it wasn't walking on sunshine my entire career, Correct. all the decades I've been in corporate America. Right. I've experienced all of the isms. How do you tell that real story? But tell right. that young sister or young person, I'm going to be here for you. Yeah. But my father died when I was 13. My mother died my second year, in, second year in college. My sister had a two-year-old baby at 16. I was knocked in a whole set of circumstances to be somebody's father that I didn't, I mean, was, wasn't on my own. I had to get a job to help take care of my sister and her child, Right. And so people today, I had to work hard. I had to come early. I had to stay late. I had to do jobs nobody else wanted to do. I said, if you're going to be a, a trash, you better be the best trash, trash right. taker it is. And you've got to be flexible. Got to be ad- flexible, adaptable, mm-hmm. courageous, curious, mm-hmm. right, and conscious. And not afraid to do it. On that note, well, this has been an, just an extraordinary conversation on success with, with successful people. Not successful people who climb from the from janitor to the manager, but global. And that's the point here is I want to talk about global equity, global opportunities, not to think small, but to think large, not to think just out of the box, but to think the world, because you can do it. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. And thank you all so very much for sharing your insights and your experiences. Thank you. Thank you. Indigo Studio. Thank you so much. Thank you.